0: You're listening to Nowhere to Run with Chris White on the Revelations Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome to Nowhere to Run. My name is Chris. Thank you for tuning in to the show. If you have any questions about anything that I've said in the past or will say in this show, you can always email me. You can go to my website and do that, which is NowhereToRunRadio.com. Hit the contact button or comment in the comment section of the posts. Or you can just email me directly at NowhereToRun1984 at gmail.com. First, a quick update on verse-by-verse Bible teaching. Mike and I should be finishing up Hebrews chapter 1 tonight. We should be recording that and then it uh, should be up on the Revelations Radio network feed probably tomorrow morning sometime. And we should be back on schedule with Verse by Verse from here on out or at least till the next uh, conflict of schedule. We had a kind of – both of us had a bit of a busy month last month. In fact, I I noticed I would only put up two podcasts last month, so that's why I'm going to try to keep these podcasts moving a little better, even if they're going to be kind of short like this one's going to be, even though it should be pretty exciting. I say that because I'm going to play a clip from a recent conversation I got to have with Jordan Maxwell. That is Jordan Maxwell, debunked Jordan Maxwell. And it was from last Saturday, I was doing a radio interview on some guy's show and Jordan Maxwell calls in to that show in the final 10 minutes of the the program and we got to have a bit of a back and forth. So it's pretty entertaining and exciting. Um... I suspect it was kind of a set up thing because that whole interview was really a, a setup, trying and it, it, just a bit of a backstory. The guy who was doing the, the interview here is named Matt and he did a documentary film about the life of Jordan Maxwell, sort of glorifying Jordan Maxwell's life and stuff. He never ended up releasing that film. He, he, he traveled to LA and got the footage of Jordan Maxwell and everything and hung out at his house and all this stuff. And, and um, but I can't remember exactly why he said he didn't release the movie or whatever. But for whatever reason, he didn't. But he was, as you can imagine, not too happy with me when I released the Jordan Maxwell debunked. And that's been years ago now. And he's never really uh, gotten over that, I guess. So the last, this is his last show, his last radio show. And he you know, told me he wants, to, I can't think of a better guest to have on my last show and all that stuff. So I get on there. And it's all about uh, the Jordan Maxwell thing. Which, um, anyway, so, which is cool. Like I said, Jordan Maxwell calls in the final 10 minutes of the program, and this is what happened.
1: All right. Welcome back to the broadcast. It looks like Jordan Maxwell called in. I'm going to say right now we've only got 10 minutes here, so let's both be respectful and uh, let's try and make the most of the 10 minutes. Uh, Jordan Maxwell, are you with us? Yes, I am, Matt. I just happened to get a phone call. Someone was listening to the program on cable, and so they called me, and I've been listening, to. Well, I, um, I wish I could have had you on on a better night, Jordan. I will say that. Well, that's all right. Highly offended that things are taken out of context and, and charges are made against me out of context. And, uh, you know, to say that I was frightened to death, uh, of, of these entities, and then I said, oh, I will do whatever, whatever you tell me to do. That's totally ludicrous. If you, listen, if you are brought in before the President of the United States or the Queen Mother in England, you're naturally going to be apprehensive and kind of a fearful because of who you're going to be in the company of and what you're going to do. Well, wait till you are visited by an angel of God. Believe me, the Bible says many times people were very fearful when an angel appeared to them and they were frightened. So it's a natural and normal reaction if a person is, uh, is you know, in the company of an angel of God that they would be frightened and fearful. But the same Bible also says that those people who were frightened by, uh, and fearful In the presence of an angel also said what is my Lord saying to his servant and what am I to do and and uh, whatever you tell me to do I will do and honoring the great spirit who has sent you and I'm frightened at your presence but I will do whatever I'm told to do so you know it there it's it would appear that he's trying to say that there was some aliens here and that I was frightened to death no I was highly highly respectful and fearful in the presence of a great spirit. And and yes, and I've but said... But you did say quite
2: spirit. often, started, sorry, but you did say quite often that, that these things emanated fear off of them. You said that on a number that's of occasions. Right. In that that's right, that's exactly right. But, but that's the difference ever, between a holy reverence and an eminence of fear.
1: No, 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 no. If you ever have an angel from God appear to you, you will, you will have the same effect. It will have the same effect on you. Because but these, the, are, these are very powerful entities from another world. They're angels from heaven, and they, if they appear to you, believe me, you are going to feel it emotionally
2: an, and Angels spiritually. appear in bodies. Angels, uh, as you have pointed out, they're plumbing works. The angels, when they appear in the Bible, do no, not no,
1: require... No, 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 no you're they totally
2: they, wrong. He no. says, we can entertain angels unaware. However, no. in the other case, no. we see, we see no, demons not, are desperately no. seeking embodiment. But, they, but they, You're, talking, to speak for you're
1: talking, but you're not allowing me to talk. You are you're mixing up names and words. You're mixing them up. There's a world of difference between angels and sons of God. The sons of God are totally different than angels. The sons of God are the ones that came up to Abraham's tent and sat down with him and had dinner, which we're told in Genesis 18. They looked like handsome men, and they were called the sons of God. And they went off.
2: That that term in the Hebrew, Benaha Elohim, is mentioned of of Adam. It's actually mentioned of angels as well as the divine counsel. And then in the New Testament, it's mentioned of believers. The the corresponding factor to everybody in the Bible that's called Benaha Elohim is that they are direct creations of God, like Adam, like angels, and like the believers in Christ. Let him answer.
1: All I'm saying is that if you are ever visited by a spirit entity, an angel from God, you are not going to find it to be, oh, interesting that you drop by, nice to talk to you. No, you will feel in your spirit that you are in the presence of a mighty power, and but- it will be fearful. Unless, of course, you're not bothered by such things. I but am. But that's exactly the same entirely. thing. When they show
2: up in the room and sleep paralysis and different things, when people are into the occult and these things show up in the room, and they're obviously not angels, they're, they're <laughs> demons or, or and, and pretending to be all kinds of things, but they're obviously jumping on them. In some cases, there's rape and different things like that. No, Those things also... That's, that's not what I'm talking about, Chris. We're talking about what... But how do you know? How do you know that's not what we're talking well, about? Well, we'll let Jordan finish here. He's only got five minutes. Well...
1: All I'm saying is that you're putting words into my mouth, and you're saying that I am something. All I'm saying is I was fearful. When you come into the presence of an angel, you're going to be fearful. Undoubtedly, with no doubt, that you've never had uh, an occasion where an angel came to you because you've never experienced that kind of feeling. But I'm telling you, if ever an angel of God were to appear to you, it's not going to be a lackadaisical thing. Believe me, anything which comes from God that appears to you, believe me, you're going to feel. It's going to spiritually react on you, and you're going to feel fearful, because, they, because of the power that emanates off of angels from God is very powerful, and you will feel it. And then if you've got any sense, if it comes from God, you say, well, whatever it is that you're, you know, tell me whatever it is I am to do and I will do it, bending your spirit and your will to God, that's not saying oh, I am frightened to death of these aliens and I will do whatever, no, you're putting words and weaving a story which has nothing to do with what actually happened.
2: But basically and you're saying that they were thing, good, that it's okay thing, because they were good. But it, the Bible says, "In no marvel for Satan himself is transformed in the angel of light, therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the well, and and like of his appeal, ministers of righteousness might not appeal, they pretend to be good. You are the issue one of his
1: to, you're one of his ministers. No, you say, are
2: one of his ministers. The context there, Jordan, is that these things appear as angels, but they're not. They can be not. The, the how do you is, know
1: it was not an angel? How do how you know, do you know it that it did would? not do anything.
2: I mean, how do you, you know? You don't know that. That's true. You don't. You,
1: say you don't know. You have no idea, and you don't know. One of the there. consistent
2: things that they, that they that 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 what has that your uh, work has done is to deny, to to say that the Bible is wrong, that Jesus Christ cannot save you, the gospel. uh I couple of minutes left. Uh, a, I
1: only have a couple of minutes left. do you think, I I think is, it's
2: a demon, or do you think I it's an angel? I only have I'm a on couple, couple of minutes
1: left. left. I only have a couple of minutes left. Let me just have the, uh, a, a few moments one thing you're talking about me and being a part of the illuminati and all this stuff i would say that you would not even know about the secret societies you would not even know about the illuminati you would not know anything about the world conspiracy if it had not been for me before you were born young man before you were born i was out in the world going around the world talking about Illuminati, secret societies, world governments, Federal Reserve, all the all the Bible stuff that's going on, the mysticism in government, the occult. Before you were born, young man, I was out there on the world and lost my family, lost my wife, lost everything in my, that, I, uh, that a man could lose by putting myself out there on the front line to awaken my fellow man only to discover today that people like you have now come to decide that I am working for the Illuminati. If I were working for the Illuminati or the evil archie, I would at least be able to pay my rent and
2: have a shower. I I have never said you were. I was
1: living for 14 years in a room that had no shower. I had no income. I, uh, I, think, of, that, of, I of think
2: that I think that the same thing happened when you started with that guy summoned the UFOs back back in the day when that guy showed you and gave you the Charles M. Fort book. That's when it started. You're a true believer, Jordan. I've always thought that you think that what you're doing is good, but it, it's just something that you can obviously tell that those angels weren't good. The message isn't good. You are being used to to spread the one message that the New World Order does really care about, and that is turn away from Jesus Christ at all costs.
1: Okay, that's, that's what you've done. Let say. Jordan have the last word here we've got a minute jordan and i let me say one last word the jordanus maximus i think we've already cleared that up i I had nothing to do with that whatsoever so i would expect you to apologize to me for spreading that rumor because it is totally untrue i never picked the name jordanus maximus and you wouldn't know anything about jordan Maximus myself I put it on my website that's how people knew about Jordanus Maximus is because I Jordan Maxwell put it on my website I'm the one that told the world about it now if I was going to be fooling people by taking another name why would I broadcast it on my own website it doesn't make any sense why would I do that to myself I'm the one that told you about Jordanus Maximus. You didn't find it out. I told you about it. And I said on my website, it was a fluke. I've never heard of such a thing. I thought it was funny. I thought it was clever and silly. So I put it on my website and said, I don't know what to think of this. This is silly. This is crazy. I said that on my website. But it's something Absolutely. about Jordanus Maximus. We're gonna you e- turn, around, you turn around and say that that's where I got my name from. That's ludicrous. Whether you you did or not,
2: whether you did or not, every day you you hear the news. As an American citizen, I'm sure you're concerned.
0: And that's where the interview cut off. Um, So I do want to extend an invitation to Jordan Maxwell, an indefinite invitation to come on the show, to talk about whatever you want to talk about for as long as you want to talk about it, you know, I promise it'll be really civil. I don't have an ax to grind with you. But if you want to talk about these issues point by point, I would be more than happy to to do that with you. You can email me at NowhereToRun1984 at com. And, you know, it's been a pretty negative few months. And this was, I mean, not that interview, not that last part, but the, the whole thing, lots of backbiting and and lion, and, and, and just all kinds of stuff. And not just that, but but some other issues that are going around. In fact, it's probably been just one of the most intense negative few months. I mean, ever. I'm used to negativity, I guess, to a certain degree. And I'm used to also not responding to that negativity. But it's been a little different flavor where it's just, it's really taken it to a new level. I'm not used to people just flat out, you know lying and stuff um but i kind of i kind of do feel like it's teaching me something i don't know if it's patience or something like that but i think that i'm learning something from it so i'm just going to go with that for right now and uh just say it, it it's working together for good for for some uh some reason and uh I, I at the end of the day i can't be all that shocked when negative stuff happens because basically what i do is go around kicking hornet's nest so it's not a big surprise if every once in a while i get stung by a a hornet so it's not a big deal but it's still it still doesn't change the fact that some some days it's a little harder than others but on the bright side i do feel like things uh are good i mean why would why would i be you know all this stuff happen if it wasn't some good being done out of it so it keeps me going but it certainly isn't exactly great timing for me to come out with a a video and presentation, et cetera, on, on the Rapture. That's exactly what I don't need in terms of, you know, controversy and conflict right now. But man, it certainly if I was just choosing I guess in a way I am choosing for myself, but um sometimes I feel led to do certain things and I would not have felt led to do this about the Rapture if it was just something I was doing for a popularity contest. I, I certainly, every time that you mention The Rapture, it doesn't matter what your view is, you divide the whole the whole lot. You Right now, a lot of you are listening to this show and you like it or tolerate it or, or whatever. But as soon as I come out with that show, uh, a huge percent of you will never listen to the show again. And that is not exactly a great thing to do but it's just the nature of how that issue goes the issue though I think should be more important is that that the reason we have strong opinions is because we're all right a little bit and uh, I intend to really tiptoe around this issue but to show that there is some truth in almost all the positions and I think that there is a harmony that can happen with all those positions, but you have to incorporate Matthew 24. You can't say that Matthew 24 is just for the Jews. You have to say that Matthew 24 is for the church. And if you do that, then you can make all three of the major rapture positions, or formerly major, there's one of them, it's pretty much dropped out in the form of another one right now, but um, then they all harmonize. And wouldn't that be much preferable? I mean, I think that the the, the idea here is that while I know it's going to divide Regardless, the hope is that it can stop, ultimately, the divisions. That we can all sort of get along again. Uh, if we can see that there is a way that there are no more contradictions. There is a way where you get to keep a consistent hermeneutic. Where all the prophecies fit. Old and New Testament. Where you get to keep Matthew 24. You don't have to throw out Second Thessalonians 2. Or, or misinterpret it or, or do anything crazy with between verses one and, and the rest of the of the chapter. You get to read everything like it says, that revelation actually makes sense. You don't have to have like a, a private interpreter to tell you what each chapter means. That it actually all falls into place. And if if that is something that is true, I and mean, you guys can be the judge of that when I come out with it, then it should harmonize. It should bring us together, not tear us apart. Um this is not my personal view. Uh, I will also demonstrate that this is what the early church believed. The early church believed that that uh, it, it's sort of problematic when you say the early church believed anything. Everybody says the early church believed whatever they whatever they believe. Um, but as I will demonstrate, um, I think I have a really excellent case about that, and I think that this is not an aberrant view. This is a view that harmonizes and gets rid of contradictions, that gets rid of divisions. And it is not exactly something I'm thrilled about doing. So anyways, sort of a short show and I <laughs> didn't mean to end on a on a on a note like that. But if you need anything, if you need to contact me for any reason, questions about the Bible, questions about Christianity, anything at all, uh, I'm here for you. Email me, nowhere to run 1984 at gmail.com. You can go to the website, no order on radio, and do the same. Just hit the contact button and uh, verse-by-verse Bible teaching tomorrow night on the Revelations Radio Network. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.